Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. What have you got for us today? Well, I'm going to start with a rather curious police raid. This was right. a raid a couple of weeks ago, 18th of May, on the building in an industrial estate in the West Midlands, hmm. where they'd had reports of visitors going in at all times of day, and a police drone that went overhead found hmm. a considerable source of heat coming from the building. So they thought, aha, right. I can, it's a uh, cannabis I, farm. Yes, one would imagine that's what they think. Yes, I, I, I might even be able to tell you what it is, but OK, go on. Tell me what it is. Well, is it a Bitcoin mining place instead? It's a Bitcoin mining. Oh, yeah, yeah. A hundred computers. <laughs> right. All networked together and all busy mining Bitcoin. So they went in and they raided the place. Um, <clears throat> the problem was there was no one there. The other problem was it's not illegal to mine Bitcoins. No. But they had stolen the electricity. So oh. they could get them on that. So <laughs> well, that is illegal, surely. Uh, well, indeed, they've impounded all the all the computers, but of course there was no one there to arrest. So they've now got a hundred computers that they don't know what to do. <laughs> probably they're probably mining Bitcoin, but paying for the electricity this time. So <laughs> exactly. I suspect, I suspect one hundred computers in this country probably wouldn't be worth the electricity cost. Uh, well, mining Bitcoin is very, very processor intensive. Yes. I mean, you know, in the early days, people just did it on their own home computer. And that was enough. Yes. It just gets more and more all the time. And apparently many of them are in places like Russia and China, where um, their methods of producing power are not particularly green. Indeed. As we talked about just a couple yes. of weeks ago on this I, very I, show. I, I pay attention occasionally. You do. Uh, so on to Amazon, who have announced they're going to create 10,000 new jobs in the UK as a result of people buying stuff online during lockdown. So that's mm. good news. So what are they going to do with all the money they've yes, made? Well, well, there's a financial story related to that, because in the States, they're employing lots of people. I can't remember how many tens of thousands in the US and in Canada. But the problem is um, uh, workers are now so thin on the ground that they're not only having to pay them virtually double the minimum wage, but they're paying a thousand um, dollars signing on bonus. Huh. Yes. Desperate to get new people. Um, uh, so anyway, they, what they've done, one thing they've done with all the money they've raised is they've, I'm sure you've talked about this elsewhere on the station, they've bought MGM. Yes, they have. And they've bought it for 8.45 billion. A lot to us, I probably was... chicken feed to them. Well, I was going to say, you know, just under eight and a half billion, but then I realised I'd be rounding down fifty million dollars. Well, you still need to do it. You probably yeah, do. Yes, so it's a lot, isn't it? It is quite a lot. One wonders what they're going to do with it. Well, carry on making movies, I expect. Although, since people not going to the cinema, it seems. Uh, uh, a rather strange time to be doing it. Maybe it was a well, bargain no, because people no, aren't going. Well, we may not have noticed, but um, cinemas have reopened. And they are doing amazing since, business. But since James Bond hasn't showed his uh, craggy face yet... No, that then, is uh, certainly true. That's their biggie, isn't it? Well, it was supposed to be their biggie last year several times. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. I was uh, went past the cinema the other day and the poster is there, ready, um, but it looking a bit sort of tatty. Yes. It's been there a long time. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, also uh, from Amazon, uh, Amazon in the US want to turn all the Echo speakers, better known as Alexa speakers hmm. to most people, and their Ring security cameras into a shared wireless network, which they're calling Amazon Sidewalk. 
And the idea is that if you're setting up new kit with uh, kit that uses a lot of bandwidth, for example, setting up a new Wi-Fi box, mm. then it can piggyback on your neighbor's Wi-Fi while it's setting up. I'm sure yes. they'd be very happy about that. I'm sure they would. But if you've got uh, low bandwidth uh, items like uh, pet locators or mm. smart locks, then it can piggyback on any Wi-Fi that it senses nearby all the time. So if your pet is wearing one of these things attached to its collar and mm. it's wandering around the streets, then nearby Wi-Fi uh, will uh, grab it. If, if your neighbours have got you know, echoes or the ring cameras, then it'll track your pet much more uh, rapidly and in almost real time. So it seems like, you know, quite a good idea. But of course, people are complaining about privacy. Hmm. And they're also complaining that it violates the terms of many of their broadband contact, uh, contracts because people aren't allowed to sublet uh, broadband, as it were. Right, uh, okay. Customers in the United States where they're trialing this have been given one week to opt out, which involves a complex series of uh, forms that they have to jump through. After that, they can't opt out. That's appalling. It is appalling. It is. I mean, the technology is similar to Apple's AirTag, uh, which is the, the their version of the, the tile key finder. The difference is that the AirTag will use any nearby iPhone mm. to, to locate itself. So Apple have been doing a sort of similar thing on the quiet. But then Apple is very keen on security and privacy. And Amazon, I think, not that keen on privacy. So you will warn us when we have to opt out in the UK, won't you? And tell us how to do it. I will, absolutely. Yes. Will you opt out? Yes, I can't see any real reason for using it. I mean, I do well, use I just... Alexa after, after you know, holding out against it for two years of you banging yes, on about how wonderful yes. it was. I, I get slightly irritated because I often, if she tells me something interesting, I often thank her, but she never responds to that. It's quite rude, oh, really. There is a setting where <laughs> you can, no, no, where you can tell your device not to hang up immediately, but to carry on listening for a bit. And then when you say thank you, she says you're welcome or something similar. Oh, okay. I always say thank you, and I know it's ridiculous thanking the machine, but it's somehow impolite not to. I, I agree, but then I get irritated because she doesn't respond. Well, that's because you haven't told her she can respond. Okay, right. It's too complicated. Too complicated. <laughs> also on Amazon, you're talking about hiring all these people mm. in the warehouses, and of course uh, Amazon warehouses have not had that good reputation for the quality of how their employees are treated, despite Jeff Bezos claiming, uh, was it earlier this year? I think that um, he was going to make, make Amazon the best employer on the planet. And one way that he's starting to do this... Yeah, which, did he say which planet? <laughs> good point. <laughs> good point. He's, they're talking about putting meditation boxes in their warehouses. They're called Amazon, mm. and the idea is that stressed-out workers can go into one of these, they're like telephone boxes, really, uh, where they will find plants and fans and a computer with calming scenes. Yes, and presumably you're going to be timed as to how long you're in there, are you? I mean, that was one of the problems with Amazon. We kept reading, anyway, that people were being timed on things like loo breaks. Yes, well, I'm, I'm sure they will be timing... Uh, how long people are in there, but it seems it's rather bizarre. But I suppose it's kind of a step in the right direction. 
but um, a curious sideways step in, in uh, approximately the right direction. No, but in that story I mentioned um, in the US, because they're so desperate for um, workers, they're going to give them all sorts of health um, benefits that they didn't give as standard before. Um, so it is one of the advantages, I suppose, if uh, companies are short of workers, then workers get better conditions. Let's have one of these. So, where now? So, well, we've talked about unhappy workers at Amazon, but how do you know when your potatoes are unhappy? Uh, if their eyes are droopy. Oh, very good. Is that, is that the right answer? No. It's not the right answer. I'm sorry, it's not. Well, uh, stressed potatoes are apparently a bit of a problem for a farmer. So uh, the team... <laughs> well, seriously, a team at uh, the Jerusalem University have modified uh, an Irish potato uh, mm. genetically so they fluoresce when they're stressed. Well, what stresses a potato? I don't know. Not enough water, perhaps? Okay. I, I mean, know, if I that. was a farmer and my only yes. crop was potatoes and I woke in the middle of the night perhaps to go to the loo, took a quick peek out of the curtains and all around me there were fluorescing potatoes, I'd get a bit worried. Ah, are they, the are they ganging up on me? They, they, you need a special fluorescent camera in order to see them fluorescing because they don't fluoresce very much. Right. So the idea is that farmers will have to wade through their potato fields uh, carrying this camera, having a look at their... I don't know, it seems a little bizarre to me. Okay, well, um, I don't uh, do know we... enough about potato farming. Well, since uh, it involves genetically modifying the potato in order to make it fluoresce, I'm not sure I want to eat chips that have previously fluoresced. Almost all the food we eat has been genetically modified at some stage in the past. Yes, of course it has. Uh, I imagine those potato is most stressed when it's dropped into boiling water. You'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. That would be pretty stressful for any potato. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But who knows? The mysteries of the potato. Okay, I'm sure well, it's one we'll return to. I'm sure it is. Talking of potatoes, and indeed other vegetable products, hmm. um, food scraps um, are being turned into building blocks. This is an initiative by the University of Tokyo, hmm. who discovered that if they take food scraps and mix them with seaweed, they create a material that is stronger than concrete. It's all food vegetables. In, food in some countries. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> well, all of these vegetables are stronger than concrete, except pumpkin, um, which uh, apparently doesn't get all that strong, even when mixed with seaweed. But the curious thing is, they say that it still tastes like the original. So I'm... Yeah. It's a curious uh, combination of things. Sort of stronger than concrete. So if you're at home to... and you're hungry and you can't be bothered to go to the shops, you can eat the walls. Except they're stronger than concrete. Mm. So would you like to know how they make it stronger than concrete but still edible? Oh, yes. Yes, so would I. Unfortunately, oh. I couldn't find out. <laughs> oh, but they're I going see. to present this paper at the 70th annual meeting of the Society of Material Science. At which point, perhaps I'll start handing out concrete snacks. Who knows? <laughs> if I utterly... find out any more, I will Thank let you know. You. Sounds utterly bizarre. Uh, let's just pause for breath. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Well, having got my breath back, um, 
I can say this is Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose. He is Steve Kaplan, and we are talking gadgets and gizmos as we do every week. So, what's the next on your list? Well, yes, indeed. We're on to the British Army. Right. who have a new tank. Um, and they spent three and a half billion pounds on the Ajax tank, which is a tank without a turret, and it was going to be you know, the best thing for the British Army. I'm trying, um, trying to think of the old Ajax um, ad about cleaning floors twice as clean or something, an adapted, but I can't remember the actual ad. I can't remember it. I don't no, think these my... tanks do that. Oh, okay. No. In fact, they don't do very little. They've discovered that uh, when they put people inside the tanks, mm. uh, they get swollen joints and they suffer from tinnitus. So they've issued a directive that people, all the troops have to wear earmuffs and then have a hearing aid, hearing test when they come out. They're not allowed to be in the tank for more than an hour and a half at a time. And the tanks can't go over 20 miles an hour. I'm not an expert on modern tank warfare, but I can't help thinking that places them at a bit of a disadvantage to anybody else. So you would think. They also can't fire their cannon uh, while they're moving, uh, which is a little bit of a problem. They can't reverse over obstacles bigger than 20 centimetres, which 20 centimetres is not very much, about eight inches to you. Um, Not very good tanks at all. They also weigh 43 tonnes, which means they can't be airlifted by a helicopter. So... They've ordered 589 of these. 14 have been delivered so far, and after many, many delays. <laughs> I know defence procurement often goes massively over budget uh, and produces things that are fairly useless, but that does seem pretty much in a class of its own. So a tank that essentially is useless for absolutely anything, except being a very, 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 very big paperweight. Uh, yes, a very, very, very big uh, Though I'd be willing to bet it can't actually reverse over the specification that the Ministry of Defence produced for the thing, because that probably is more than 20 centimetres high. Yes. Do you know why they're called tanks? Uh, because they were thought to resemble water tanks when they were being kept secret to begin with. Uh, yes, well, they were labelled as water tanks, so people wouldn't know what was being what was yes. being made. Yes. Hmm. Interesting so, that they've, the name has stuck, though, isn't it? Yes, yes. But hmm. it, it, it's odd, because you wouldn't... I mean, you automatically would think of the weapon rather than the water tank now, I suppose, if somebody just said tank. Particularly if they said yes. a tank's coming down the street, but it's stopping every moment or two because the guys have got to get out in case they get tinnitus. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely bizarre. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe storing water in it might be useful. That might be more useful than actually anything else. Uh, well, they've got 589 on order. 589 water tanks. Exactly. Yes, which can move around a little bit if it doesn't stress your potatoes too much. Exactly. (laughs) Indeed. Maybe they should have those little Amazon booths inside them so that the stressed-out troops can go in there and either fluoresce or um, look at the plants and enjoy the fan. Yes, yes. So where now? I think it's our crowdfunding time of the week. Oh, you should give me more notice because I need to Well, how much notice do you need to press a button? Well, it's all right for you. You've got these giant computers where everything is in front of you, I have to change programmes all the time because my computer is absolutely Ah. tiny. But I'm there now. Not sure it was worth the effort, really. Anyway, (laughs) we've had our fanfare, so let's move on. Um, And here's a curious thing on Indiegogo. So there are sunglasses that uh, change colour in the sunlight. 
so right. they 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 darken when you go into yes. the bright sun. Um, and I thought that sounds like a good idea, so I ordered a pair of those for my regular prescription mm-hmm. glasses. They take ages to change colour, a really oh. long time, which is just no use at all. So yes. I thought, you know, if I'm out wearing my wearing my reading and distance glasses, and I mm-hmm. go into a shop. I want to be able to see things fairly almost immediately rather than stumbling around in the dark until <laughs> yes, they choose yes, to go yes. back. Well, introducing Dusk. Dusk, which are electrochromic sunglasses. Not only that, but they are electrochromic smart sunglasses. Go on, you want to pair already, don't you? Even though you don't wear glasses. What does the smart bit mean? I mean, I still, whenever you use the word smart, I just keep thinking of ways of looking inside your fridge without having to open the door. Exactly. This now these are smart sunglasses in that their darkness is controlled via an app on your phone. So you can oh, choose the but... amount of darkness, but only a tenth of a second for them to, 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 to darken. Well, a tenth of a second, but first you've got to open your phone, find the app, press there's the button. Also, there's also a button on the side of the sunglasses. Oh, okay. I think probably it goes from fully dark to slightly dark. So fully dark uh, lets us 3% of light through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brightest they go is 35%, which is not very much. It's still quite dark sunglasses. Wouldn't really smart sunglasses just know what you wanted? If they were really smart, yes. Anyway, these are available uh, on Indiegogo, or should they actually get made. Uh, $179, which is about 20-odd pounds, uh, or $299 if you want built-in speakers and microphone. Not so you can talk to your glasses, but so that you can listen to music or talk to Siri or Bixby, uh, which is the... Siri equivalent on Samsung's or, you know, right. Hello Google oh, or whatever. Are there ordinary glasses that have microphones and s- speakers built in? Oh, yes. Well, there are ordinary sunglasses that have, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Bone conduction. I, I, I got a pair on um, a Kickstarter, actually, several years ago. They're absolute rubbish. Oh. Okay. I barely hear them. <laughs> okay. So, quite, quite pricey, but... If you think $300 for a pair of sunglasses that just get darker is too much, how about eye cover? And um, I'll, I'll tell you how eye cover is spelled, and you will wince. E-Y, capital K, U-V-E-R. Oh, good grief. Exactly. Yes, yes, okay. Yes. Anyway, it did mean that they managed to get hold of iCover.com, which if they'd spelt it correctly, they wouldn't. And iCover are film patches that you just stick onto regular glasses. And they sort of stick statically, so they don't need adhesive. So you mm-hmm. can stick them on, take them off. Pack of three for $9.99, which is quite a bargain, actually, compared to the $300 for the one to do it by an app. But it is, but then... When the sun goes in, you have to peel them off and then keep yes. them somewhere. Where do you? Where are you well, that's why it's a pack of three. Dusty? When I say a pack of three, I don't mean three individual. I mean three pairs. Well, I realise that otherwise that would be would... <laughs> not very useful at all. Only um, useful to uh, crows in um, Game of Thrones. It still seems quite expensive to me if if you have to replace them every single time you want to use your sunglasses. I don't think you have to replace them every time. 
Right. But okay. uh, no, if you're if you're out and you've got your regular glasses and suddenly it gets brighter than you expect, you haven't got sunglasses with you, you can just whip a couple of these out of your pocket. So it's sort of on. the equivalent of those sort of yellowy things you had to put on your headlights when you went to the continent in the old days. In the very old days. Yeah, do you not have to I do know, that we're anymore? Talking the yellowy things you had to put on. No, I think that finished at the end of the war, Simon. No, no, no. I can remember my father doing it when we used to go on holiday when we were little. It was very exciting. It was the moment you knew we were about to go. When you'd put you you have to on. stick um, little baffles over parts of your headlights, but they're not, not the yellow ones. The yellow ones have not been around. Uh, maybe my very, dad just kept time. his for a long time. Maybe he did. <laughs> maybe he just like the idea of it. Anyway, iCover.com, $9.99. I don't know about shipping to this country, but it's a it's cheaper than $300 for app-controlled ones. Okay. Uh, let's have one of these. By the way, you, you said you didn't like the fanfare. Would you ha- be happy with this? I think we use that for our app of the week, don't we? Uh, no, up of the week is this. Written by oh, you. I wrote that one. Yes, yes I know yes, you I did. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh. If you claim to have written the other one, which was just a you know roll on a snare drum, I don't think I'd have been very impressed. Hey, we haven't no. had an up of the week for a while. <laughs> we haven't. Or are you about to give us today. one? Well, I why don't we? Yes, well, well because I, have, I can't remember the name of it, but I can dig out my phone and have a look and um, see if it'll tell me. Don't know if it will because I haven't used it all that recently. No, it's gone. Well, I'll I'll, I'll dig it out and I'll tell you all about it next week. Yeah, we'd Um, help to know the name of it. Yes, we're back to Indiegogo, right? For so uh, Kindle. Now you're not a Kindle fan, I know, but one of the nice things about Kindles is that the screen is well, they call it paper-like. It's Mm. kind of paper-like. It's sort of faintly grey, but it's much more restful on the eye than computer screens. Right. Um, and so uh, the Paperlike 253 uh, is now on Indiegogo. It's the first 25-inch e-ink monitor. So it's a monitor designed especially to be easy on the eye. Oh. It looks rather good. It's 3K, which is curious. I've never seen a 3K screen before. High definition. Uh, $2,000. Which is about fourteen hundred pounds, and of course, it's just black and white, and you can watch movies on it if you don't mind watching them just in black and white. If you if you don't mind your entire computer experience to be just black and white, there's or when I say those... black and white, I mean light grey and dark grey. Yes, yes. So all those e-readers, they're all they're all sort of monochrome, are they? They don't do colour. They are, apart from the colour one that we discussed on this show um, a few months ago. Right, but that was that is uh, still slightly experimental. Um, they have uh, these people who create this rather absurd black and white monitor. It's called the Paperlike, and they are proud to announce that they have uh, surpassed their goal by eight thousand five hundred percent. But their goal, I checked, was two thousand dollars, which is one unit. <laughs> So I, I suspect uh, they may have artificially set their goal low. Those of us with long memories, and that would be you and me, I mean, you remember our first Macs were monochrome, weren't they? They Mac, were. My Mac Plus was monochrome, Mac. and it was a very sharp screen. It was not a very big screen, but it was very sharp. Nine inches. Mm-hmm. 
tiny screen. Yes, tiny. Yes, I ran a magazine for two years on a nine-inch screen. Yes. It was um, it was tricky, but of course, as it was all we knew, then yep. it was just wonderful. Yes. Hmm. Uh, right, we might have time for one very, very quick thing, if you've got okay, one. Okay, let's move on to the world's deepest pool, which is being built in Cornwall. Hmm. It is 50 metres deep. It'll be used to train astronauts, and uh, it holds enough water to fill 17 Olympic pools. Or, as I saw rather helpfully described, especially for you, 168 million cups of tea. Ooh, that would do me for a year or two. Why on earth do they need <laughs> a pool that deep to train astronauts? Um, because of the pressure, I suppose. Mind if there wasn't. I mean, the pressure in space is it's, in the other direction. Yeah, they're going, yes, absolutely. Yes. Unless they're going to some giant planet well, that we don't know about. Are. Maybe they are. Seems very odd. Anyway, mm. I shall uh, say thank you. I shall I dream of a cup of tea. Not 168 million of them. Uh, and say it's that's it for this edition of Gadget and Gizmos, but we will be back with more at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.